Hey, business building warrior, welcome to another episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim Cockrum. And if you're new around here, thanks for hanging out with me. This is one of the most popular podcasts in all of e-commerce, not because of me, but because I represent a community of online sellers who are building incredible businesses and we tell their stories all the time around here. Hundreds of episodes going back for years, dozens of recent examples of people who are applying the principles we teach around here. We interview them, we talk to them, we dig into their stories, and that's what makes this show so incredibly interesting and popular. For me, I would listen to it. If I wasn't the host, it has very little to do with me. It has a lot to do with all these amazing stories of people who are applying the concepts from the Proven Amazon course going on to build incredible businesses. And that sets the stage for the conversation today, where my question is, are you holding yourself back from what you could and should be doing? And I think in a lot of cases, the answer is yes. If we're honest to ourselves, we all are. Instead of blaming current circumstances or Amazon or legal limitations or taxation or the recession or whatever it is, we're blaming everything except looking internally and saying, what is it about me? And here's the premise today. With that being said, because I kind of came out of the gate and beat you up a little bit. Let me just lay this premise there. And I'm going to call this a bit of motivational rationality. It's a little bit of rah, rah, you can do it, but it's not just for the sake of getting you excited. It's for the sake of saying, hey, you know, let's be rational. Let's think through this here. And and if you think my logic is off, please correct me. I want to speak from a very rational Here's the facts. Here's the data. Tell me if I'm not seeing the picture correctly vantage point with what I'm about to say. So I'll start here. Then we're going to get very rational. Okay, listen. Listen to this next statement. See if you agree. Whether you think you can do it or whether you think you can't do it, you're probably right. Have you heard that saying or a version of that before? Well, I would push back against that because I see some people who are maybe five foot six, let's say, who think they're going to be in the NBA and be a star someday. No, it's not a matter of just thinking you can do it. (laughs) That may or may not get it done, buddy. I'm sorry to tell you, it's a sport where height makes a really big difference. So just thinking you can do it doesn't necessarily get you there. That makes sense, right? So you can't say whether you think you can or you think you can't applies to absolutely everything in the world. But when it comes to a business opportunity that meets the following criteria, I would argue that it becomes a very relevant question you should ask yourself. Do I think I can do this or do I not think I can? Have I convinced myself that I have what it takes to be able to figure this out? Or am I pretty sure that I don't have what it takes? Your answer to that question is pivotal as long as the opportunity we're talking about meets the following criteria. And here's the criteria. Are there a good number of other people out there doing it successfully? Do they have an advantage that I don't have? Is the success kind of randomly picking some winners and losers and you just never know what you're going to end up with? It's kind of random. Whether you think you can or think you can't is irrelevant. It's just some kind of random process. It's kind of like winning the lottery. The mood you're in when you win the lottery doesn't matter. How motivated you are when you win the lottery doesn't matter, right? Is it it like that, where it's just kind of randomly, some people win, some people don't? 
Are there opportunities like that? These are questions you need to ask yourself. But as we work through the answers to those questions, again, in a very rational way, specifically with the model that we're talking about around here, the model that if you've listened to enough podcast episodes, you've heard dozens, if not hundreds of people talk about how selling online, selling on Amazon specifically, has changed their family's life, has changed their financial fortunes. It's a beautiful business model. You hear these people telling their stories. So you're left asking yourself, man, can I do this? And I would say one of the big factors that comes into play is whether you think you're capable of it or not. And maybe you're not. Be honest with yourself. If you're not, you're not. Okay, move on with your life. Do something else. But if you hear enough people with stories, our premise around here is, and you relate to them and you think, okay, I'm not hearing that they have a special set of skills that I don't have. And I'm not hearing that this is some, some kind of random thing. I want to address that one specifically here in a moment. How random is this success? How do you eliminate the random aspect of business success when it comes to selling on Amazon? You know, where some people win, some people don't. No one's really in charge of that. It's just kind of random. How do we eliminate that? And once you start eliminating some of these possible explanations for why they're doing it and you aren't, you're left with looking in the mirror to decide, do I have what it takes? Do I really want this? Am I going to go for it and do it? And this applies to any number of other business models as well. Like we already established, it doesn't apply necessarily if you're five foot six and you want to play in the NBA someday. Thinking you can doesn't play a role there. But if you find yourself in a Facebook group of some business opportunity and you see a bunch of people saying, hey, this works, this is awesome, it's changed our lives, things are going great. And you see a bunch of other people saying, ah, I don't know about this. I think it's saturated. I don't think it's ever going to work out actually. You know, I tried for a while and it didn't work for me. I moved on, I got bored, whatever. You hear the, the positives and the negatives, right? You know, based on the positives, there's something here. You follow me rationally? It's working for some people. It's easy to make it not work. Anybody can make something break. It's easy to break things and have things not work out. But let's focus for a second on the people that it is working for, all right? Let's think about that group of people. Is there something about them that you're not capable of doing or having or being? Or is it random and they're just the lucky people? Those are the two questions you really need to ask yourself. Because once we've asked those two questions, we can then decide do I think I can or am I going to decide that I can't? Either way, you're right. There's no other possible explanations out there for why that group's succeeding and you haven't yet. It's either random and out of their control and they just got lucky or they've got something you just don't have and you can never have. So you're smart just to move on. So to restate one more time the premise before I make you take a really hard look in the mirror. If you're analyzing a business opportunity and you're seeing a bunch of people succeeding and you're thinking to yourself, I wonder if that could be me. There's a couple questions you got to ask. Do they have something that I don't have? Or they have a skill set, some special intelligence or some inside track or some information that I'll never be able to get? Do they have something that I can't access? Or is their success just random, kind of like winning the lottery? Or is it something else? Meaning I could step in there and do it and I just haven't done it yet. Is that the reality of the situation? And that's 
where I want to focus today. Now let's talk about the Amazon replans model specifically because it eliminates the possibility of random, putting the word random in air quotes, random is not part of the situation here. It would be random from my vantage point if we were talking about launching private label products where everybody, let's say we get a thousand students and everybody has to do some research and commit to one product and you're going to go $50,000 deep into that product and randomly out the other end, some people are winning and a bunch of people are losing. We've seen it in this industry for over a decade now. Most people who go down that path, seemingly randomly to me, some people get very lucky and they say, I don't know how it worked for me. I mean, I got my buddy went through the same time I did. I got widget X, he got widget Y. He's got a garage full of widget Y and somehow some random influencer on TikTok happened to see my product and talk about it and I sold out in a week and made $30,000. It was beautiful. That's random. Like you can't control that. Some people win, some people lose. There's business models on Amazon where that is certainly true. But with the Amazon replans model that we teach around here that you hear us talk about on just about every podcast episode with hundreds of recent success stories, it's not random. And here's my proof that it's not random because the business is based on finding underserved listings on Amazon. And you either get good at it or you don't. If you're good at it, you've got a catalog of profitable inventory that you're selling on a repeat basis. Sometimes that inventory is profitable for a while and becomes hard to find. That's okay. You know how to go out and find as much profitable inventory new listings as you'd like anytime you'd like and sell against those underserved listings. You don't accidentally, randomly, one day, stumble into a list of hundreds of profitable repeat products. That's the point I'm making. It's not a random thing that our successful students kind of tripped over and fell into one, time, one day and had hundreds of profitable repeat sell products that they sell. There's nothing random happening there. If they were selling one product, you could say, oh, that was just kind of random. The stars aligned, the right people at the right time, the right ad was ran on the right platform. And miraculously, they're one of the lucky few. And you could start to write it off as some kind of random process that got them to their success. And I tend to do that a little bit myself with that model, like I already said. But in the case of learning how to find dozens of underserved listings on Amazon every month and selling products against them and managing that process, there's nothing random there. You cannot look at the group of hundreds of recently successful Amazon sellers in our community and say, that was random. Those guys are just randomly fortunate in some way. They've got something I don't have because they're all going through the same content they're taking our replens training. They decided that they are capable of doing this, which prevented them from falling into that side of the equation where they decided they couldn't do it. Because <laughs> if you decide you can't do it, you're right. Like I said at the beginning, you're absolutely right if you decide you can't. But they stayed out of that mindset. They stayed in the mindset of, okay, I'm going to do the work it takes. I'm going to put in some intense focused effort. I'm going to learn a few new things I didn't know before. I'm going to improve on my skill set. I'm going to trip and fall and bump my head and stub my toe. It's not going to cost me a lot of money. It's going to cost me a little bit of time. 
Because remember, you can get everything you need to build this business from the ground up for, if you've got $500, you're good to go. I mean, you're more than good to go. That's all this, all the tools, all the software, all the training, a little bit of inventory to get you rolling and prove that this works. And you're putting money in the bank from that point forward as you learn. We have many stories, people in our podcast who've had stories very similar to that. So you're forced with, if you've listened to this episode, you are forced to ask yourself some pretty hard questions. I would think one of them is, do I want to make extra money? Do I want to build a business? If no, move on. This is the wrong podcast. If yes, what are the models that are out there as evidenced by groups of people who have gathered around those concepts saying things like, wow, this works. I mean, it wasn't easy. I had to put in some time, effort, and energy. I had to learn a couple new skills, but man, this works. Is there a group of people doing that? If no, you probably shouldn't be adventuring into that business opportunity online. It's unproven, uncharted territory. You're taking a big risk. Maybe you're a big risk taker. Go for it. That's kind of random. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. Remember, we're trying to eliminate random. We're trying to come to the point where the only deciding factor is whether you've decided you can do it or not. That's what I'm drilling down towards. So there's a lot of people doing this business model. It's proven. It's established. In spite of the other people saying, oh, I just can't figure it out. Oh, I tried that once and it didn't work. You're faced with the fact that there's a whole lot of people that it is working for. What are you going to do with that information? Let's use that information to take us to the next step. Am I ready to start exploring and playing with this to slowly wade in? Now, one thing that might frighten you away from slowly wading in is if someone's saying, okay, you can't go any further than this checkpoint until you give us a $10,000 check. You got to pay $10,000 and then you can advance to the next level. Nope, I'm out. I want to earn while I learn. I want to wade in slowly, kind of like the kiddie pool. You want to step in. Okay, my toes are wet. It's a little colder than I was expecting, but I'm going to be okay. It's not that bad. You go into your ankles, go into your shins. You're not taking big risks. You're wading in slowly. And the beautiful thing about this business model, as you wade in slowly, like I already said, Pretty soon, you're starting to put money in the bank as you learn the more advanced techniques. And you will always be learning. There will always be more to learn. Just today, I'm getting texts from my team, coaches on our team and students in our community saying, oh, I discovered a new strategy that tweaks this system over here, slightly improves it, makes it more efficient. You'll get the benefit of all that. We've gone ahead of you and figured out a lot of the standard operating procedures and the ways to automate and the software tools and you know, how you, when you buy a piece of software, there's only like three things you need of the 8 million features that it has. You know, we've dialed all that in. You don't need to go learn everything there is to know about the software tool. Here's the three or four things you're going to need to know. We've gone ahead and we've created those processes. Now, this is not me sitting here saying that this business will work for everyone. No, because I do not know so many things about you. I don't know how distracted you are, your time, commitment, your availability of time that you have, your commitment, if you're ready to stick it out, if you're good at learning new things, if you're ready to be frustrated and bump your head and stub your toe and continue forward, or if you're going to say, this doesn't work, this is stupid, I just wasted three weeks of my life, three weeks from now, after you've made a few little mistakes and bought some inventory. And keep in mind, you're not going to go buy a thousand units or 500 or even 20 units of anything. You're going to wade in slowly, but there's still plenty of ways you could get frustrated. I don't know what will happen. 
life circumstances, your health, family, concerns, drama in your life, relationships, all that stuff's a factor. But what I do know is we've got a large group of people that it is working for very well. Many of them have been doing it for several years now, and many of them started a few weeks ago, and it's working. It's a great business. Meeting a need that is a paradigm shift in our culture where people are starting to shop more and more online, more than they ever have in human history, that it's ramping up. And this is a very important number because this tells you the stability. The number I'm about to tell you tells you the stability of the Amazon selling opportunity. You may have heard me talk about it before, but it's vital for you to understand this as you think about, is this something I want to do the next two, three, five, maybe even 10 years? Does this make sense for me? This number is vital. The number is 15%. What's 15%, Jim? What's that number matter? 15% is how much retail sales in the U.S. are online right now. The other 85% are in traditional brick and mortar stores. Well, why does that matter, Jim? Why would you tell me 15%? Okay, that's interesting. Good trivia question. The reason it's interesting is because that 15% will soon be 18, then 20, then 25, then 30% of all retail spending. We're talking hundreds of billions of more money that's going to be spent online. And it's been a slow crawl from two, three, 5% up to 15% of all retail sales being online. Google, fact check me if you'd like. That's the number. Very tiny number compared to where most people think. Usually when I ask people what percentage of retail sales in the United States are online, most people say 50% is the lowest number I typically hear if they've never looked it up. A lot of people say 60, 70, even 80%. They think 80% of all retail sales in the United States are online. That's not the case. We're heading in that direction, but it's not the case right now. As I sit here in my office, November, 2022, talking about this, it's 15%. And it's growing rapidly. So not only are there a whole bunch of people that are doing this business successfully, not only do they not have a whole bunch of skills or random fortunate qualities that you lack, If you listen to our podcast episodes, you'll learn that very quickly. But it's also in an industry that's emerging very quickly with more money coming in, more investments going in. The future looks very bright. There's more shoppers getting online. And it's not so much that we're loyal just to Amazon around here. That just happens to be where the low-hanging fruit is. Because remember that 15% number, 15%? of all retail sales in the United States is online. Remember that number? Half of that 15% is on Amazon in the United States. All the other 8 million websites share the other half. Amazon is the big boy in the room by a long shot. They're bigger than the next three or four combined. They're huge. That's why we start there. That's where the eyeballs are. So we've got a system that's paying attention to the big economic trends and the way people spend money where there's a lot of people in our community who are succeeding. We've established that it's not random when they succeed, but it's because of the process that they've learned. And do you remember why it's not random? Because it's not a one-time shot. They're finding winner after winner after winner after winner. That's how they build their business. Think of this way. They've built a little stream of income you know, that's flowing constantly based on little $1, $2, $5, $10 per month income streams. They've stacked them and compounded them. That's not random. 
They've learned how to identify the winners and they're stacking those winners. And sometimes those little streams dry up, but that's okay. They go find three or four more. One of the products they're selling against, a whole bunch of competitors come in, the price drops. They don't go online and complain, oh, the price tanked. This is terrible. No, they go find five or 10 more replens. Easily done. Anytime you want to, because you know how the system works. I got a text just today from one of our coaches. The literal text said, I'm finding so many more replens than I can possibly ever hope to spend my money on right now. I can't wait to show this new system to the community. And we're discussing how we're going to roll that out. I get emails like that all the time. That's where the new ideas come from around here. You've got to learn how to recognize a good replen, a good underserved listing on Amazon from a bad one, one that you shouldn't spend your time on. But even when you do find the bad ones, this is the beautiful part. This is why it's almost frustrating for me to talk about this and try to convince people that they should examine this opportunity. Because even when you do find one that's not doing well, you've only bought two, three units and you have to sell it for a small loss. And then you move on and you will find another replan that is a winner. And you hang on to that winner as long as you want. You let go of the losers quick without losing much at all, if anything. And you hang on to the winners as long as you can. And you stack your winners as fast as you can. And you build systems to stack those winning underserved listings. It's a beautiful business model. So what other reasons could there be This is my big ending question. I would love for someone to answer this for me. I would love you to actually sit down and write out an answer to this question because maybe there's an angle that I'm just not considering. What reasons would there be for you not to succeed with this business model considering the fact that a whole bunch of other people are, that it's an emerging industry where a whole bunch of money's flowing in, customers are spending more money all the time in this industry, We've got a system that helps you identify the winners from the losers. And even when you do find a loser, it's a very tiny loss. There's no random elements here. I think it comes down to, is there anything on your list besides deciding that you're going to do it and committing to the process? Yeah, there's a little bit of a learning curve there. Yeah, that can be a little frustrating. We'll step you through it if you'd like. We've got a great coaching team. We've got a great Facebook community. Answer any question you want, anytime you want. 70,000 of us from around the world many, many, many of whom are using this exact business model all day, every day. Jump in there with us. Happy to help you out. The Proven Amazon course steps you through it. What reasons do you have other than just not wanting to? I mean, that's legit. I just don't want to. I don't want a business right now, in which case I'm thinking, why are you listening to this podcast? You don't want an e-commerce business? Okay. (laughs) Don't listen to this podcast. If you do want that and you don't have it yet, what reasons do you have for not giving this a shot? I would love to hear, why are you convinced it won't work for you? What have you experienced that makes you think this isn't viable? We'd love to hear it because we'll just blast those excuses out of the water with 15 people who have faced the same challenge and they're off to the races building a great business. That's what we do all day, every day around here. So this episode was about whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. I'm not saying that's a universal rule the universal rule that applies to all decisions you'll ever make in your life. I'm saying that's a universal rule that I believe really applies to the Amazon replens business as taught in the Proven Amazon course based on what we're seeing. It's really a decision that you make. Again, with the caveat, I can't control your motivation. I can't control your life circumstances, your health, how much time, effort, energy you're ready to put into this. If you're ready to do the work, if you've come to the realization yet or not, 
that business always requires some risk and some work. I don't know if you've figured that out yet or not. Maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you still think that, you know, signing up on some web page that has a nice car and stacks of cash and girls in a hot tub is the way to your financial future. Maybe you're still thinking all that stuff has something to offer you. Okay, go play around in that world for a while. But I'm assuming you're mature enough to know that that's not where the real opportunities are. The real opportunities are on the other side of work and learning new things. And ideally... You're doing it with a group of other people who are already seeing success and momentum, a bunch of them in an emerging industry where there's a lot of new money pouring in and there's systems that have been built that you can follow. Yes, you're going to find plenty of people who are frustrated. Yes, you're going to find plenty of people who made a bad decision, who got off the path. There's no shortage of people in our community that say, oh, I, got, I just got too aggressive. I got too excited. I went and found 10 good replans. And instead of continuing to find more, I went all in on one of them and I went and bought 500 units. <laughs> no, that's not what we teach. Don't do that. Don't do that. Follow the system. What's the system? Inch deep, mile wide, for example, is one of our mottos around here. What's the inch deep, mile wide? You don't buy more than a month's worth of any inventory ever. If you don't know how many you can sell in a month, you only buy two or three units and find out how fast that moves. If it starts moving faster, the most you'll ever buy is a month's worth. If it's selling twice a day, you're not going to buy more than 60 units ever. Selling once a day, no more than 30 units ever. Sells once a week, no more than four or five units at a time. That's all you're ever going to buy. You're not going to take big risks you're going to take tiny risks and you're going to compound and stack your winners. And pretty soon you can have a success story like so many of the other folks in our community. So if you follow the system, you follow the rules of thumb that we've put in place that help protect your investment, this is a beautiful business model and we would love to show you how it works. So you can learn it here or you can go find another business model that meets those same criteria large group of people having success, interacting freely, encouraging each other in a supportive environment, plenty of success stories. And if they're being completely transparent, there's gonna be plenty of people in the mix too that are saying negative things about it. You can ignore them. Just ask yourself the hard questions. Is there something random about the success here? Do these people have a skill set that I just don't have? Do they know things that I will never know? Or is the delimiting factor, the only factor that's keeping me from success, is it me? and me deciding, I can do this. And I think I can make a pretty strong case if you're of reasonable intelligence, that's probably the biggest factor you're facing. And that's cool, That's there's no joke there. That is a serious thing to have to consider. Am I capable of running and owning a business? Do I have what it takes? You may not. And there's nothing I'm gonna say right now that's gonna flip that switch. That's a journey you have to take to decide that you're capable and you want this and you need it. I know that sometimes desperation is what's required for people to get to the point where they decide they are what they're capable of, that they are capable of greatness and doing big things. Maybe that's what you need. I don't know what you need. I can't be your counselor on a podcast, but I can give you great questions that you need to ask yourself. I think I've given you some good ones today. All right, I'm going to wrap this one up. Thanks for hanging out with me. I like doing these midweek episodes where it's just me and a microphone. I really enjoy kind of thinking through the process and helping you Today, my goal was, you know, it's, it's encouragement. It's kind of raw, raw, as some people in our community says, like, oh, things are always so positive and raw, raw around here. Well, it's because we're seeing a lot of success. There's a lot to be excited about. There's also a lot of challenges. That's the nature of business. 
There's no straight line up to the right, 45 degree angle business model that's ever been invented by man. It's like a roller coaster, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. But you look at the trend line and you're trending up. There's nothing I've seen like this. I've been in e-commerce for coming up on 20 plus years at this point. And I just haven't seen anything as consistent as this Amazon replens model serving so many people in our community. And so if you're ready to do the work, if you're ready to commit, and this is the best shot of what I've seen. If you see other business models out there that meet the criteria that we've laid down today, I would love to hear about them. I'd love to study them, implement them, train my core team on it, make some money doing it, and train the rest of our community how it works. But I'm just not seeing a whole lot of things like that float. Maybe you are. Let me know. I'd love to hear about it. All right. Thanks for hanging out with me. Like I said, I'm going to wrap this one up for real. And we will have another great episode for you again very soon, Business Building Warrior. Thanks for hanging out with me. Hey, before I let you go today, I've got a special guest. I'm going to spend a few minutes with our good friend, Jeff Schick of jeffschick.com. There's a link in the show notes. He is our preferred expert for all things Amazon legal around here. You've heard him on several other episodes at this point, if you've been listening a while, our midweek episodes. So, hey, Jeff, welcome back to the show. What do you got for us today? Oh, thanks for having me back on here, Jim. And today we've got something that's fresh on everyone's minds. Amazon last, you know, Recently sent out an email that says, welcome to Account Health Assurance. You're in good hands. Yes, but, I got one of those. I was pretty excited <laughs> to see it. Got to be honest. Yeah, it was, you know, it's a really good marketing angle, right? Like it sounds really happy and, you know, it makes people feel warm and fuzzy inside as you go right into the peaks times of Q4. But what's interesting is that, you know, with all things Amazon, there's always something, <laughs> you know, behind door <laughs> A little two. surprise under the gift, right? Right. So... Before people go out and you know start saying, "Gosh, I can't get suspended on Amazon anymore," let's uh, we'll talk about some real world experiences that we've had over just you know the last few weeks here since right. the program rolled out. So, I guess you know, first off, let me preface it by saying that uh, I think that anything Amazon does that helps sellers is a move in the right direction. You know, the more they they increase transparency, the more they support sellers and in, in their business operations, the better the platform gets. Agreed. The, the more stronger businesses people people can build. But of course, that comes from real change. So, you know, like, for instance, the state of California was the first uh, state that forced Amazon to introduce what's called the 72 hour notice, uh, which they introduced a few years ago. And, you know, was it was a huge step for sellers, you know, uh, if anyone remembers the days of before, you know, 2018, Amazon used to suspend you by way of a cryptic email that arrived usually around three in the morning. So you'd wake up, to this horrible Easter egg of sorts that's just sitting there, you know, in your inbox saying, you know, dear seller, you've been deactivated. Now figure out why. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah. Or even going back further than that, I'm old enough to remember the eBay days where you wake up and your account login just doesn't work anymore. And there was no email. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> there's no one to contact either. I mean, those are the Wild West days of e commerce. At least you got an email from Amazon from day one. But even then, yeah, very little warning and a lot of people complaining about this good morning surprise from Amazon. Yeah. But now you at least get three days. But this email that went out last week, a lot of us got excited about it, myself included, but you're saying you've seen some examples where not really much internally has maybe changed at Amazon. Right. So right now we're working on a case. um, You know, it actually, the case happened right after that email rolled out just a few days later. Very big seller. You know, they do eight figures a year on Amazon. They had a perfect account health rating. And they received one IP complaint. And that uh, that IP complaint 
was enough for them to get an, an email from Amazon that says, you know, greetings from Amazon's account health assurance team. So there is, you know, there is a new chain, new team, you know, the account health assurance team. And it says a critical event in your in your account has occurred. Your account will be deactivated in 72 hours if you don't resolve the following intellectual property complaint. So and then it went on to talk about how do you resolve it, which is basically successfully appeal it or get it retracted. And the rest of the email was pretty much copied and pasted from former 72-hour notice templates where, you know, talking about how do you write an appeal? How do you do this? How do you do that? So it's pretty much the the biggest change that we saw from prior policy was just this really warm and fuzzy welcome from the account health assurance team. And at the top of the account, it even has a banner. It says, your account is pending deactivation. Because you have account health assurance, it won't be deactivated until your 72 hours is up. So if anyone remembers the uh, 72 hour notice emails that have been going out for years now, it's very much the same process. In fact, I'd say it's slightly different because with 72 hour notice emails of the past, you didn't necessarily have to resolve the IP complaint. You could write it, you know, an effective plan of action, provide purchase, and be able to support you know, your conclusions as to why this won't happen again. And that would be enough to get over the 72-hour notice, at least when you know I had a lot of success with sellers in those situations. Um, but with this now, it's actually fixed the problem. And then we'll talk about how you fix the, your business going forward. So, a little more sense of urgency. Absolutely. And it's, and it's that's more the new standard. I mean, we don't have a very big sample set to work with yet. This new right, this new department's been formed. They sent out this warm and fuzzy letter to all the sellers. Everyone's excited, and then we get a <laughs> like pretty crazy suspension on an eight figure seller. And yeah. you know, please tell me there's a happy ending here for that seller because that's been a few days ago. But yeah, you know, we don't, we just don't know yet. But it's not the warm fuzzy that we were hoping for necessarily. Is what I'm hearing so far. Right. Now, I will say there is the warm and fuzzy happy ending because this is a seller I've you know worked with for you know years now. And so the po- positive thing is that he knew what to do. So when he got this email, it was you know seven o'clock on a Friday night. He immediately called me. I you know was out with my team, and we were out you know having Mexican food for the week because we'd had a lot of wins that week. And then I saw that e- the phone phone call come in, and I knew you know if it's a phone call from that client that it's obviously something important. And so I answered the call. And so we started immediately working on that case for him that night. And so, you know, we do have a retraction that's been sent into Amazon. And so they are processing it and the account will be back live, you know, in time for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So it does have a, a happy ending. But, you know, if he wouldn't have known who to call, it would have been the start of a very stressful weekend of not knowing who do I call? How do I, how do I resolve this? And so we were able to you know, utilize our knowledge of you know, intellectual property law to resolve this situation for him and get okay, it. So maybe the, the cautionary moral of the story that I'd like to communicate, having heard this story just today for the first time from you, but don't take this new program that Amazon's rolled out as a license to just kind of go nuts and take big <laughs> risks because uh, the rules are all still the same. Yeah. Yeah. You get 72 hours minimum before they take action. But that's really the only difference now. And that's not a lot of time. Uh, So put Jeff on retainer and don't do the stupid stuff that we've talked about on our other midweek episodes with you, Jeff. I mean, that's the the moral of the story is what I'm hearing. So how can folks get on your retainer program uh, if they want to hire you? And I love your pricing, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. So $89 a month, it covers you against all these situations. So like, you know, my client calling me at seven o'clock on a Friday, 
didn't pay anything for us to work on that case for him and get him, you know, to where he, we're hoping, you know, I get, did get a text message from him about five minutes ago that says that he is selling again. So nice. <laughs> He's up and rocking and we're getting real time updates right here. This is awesome. I love it. Yeah. It's popping up on the screen. So yeah. So like you said, he went from, you know, suspended to backup and it's, uh, didn't cost him anything because he has been paying his eight, $9 a month now for, well, a long time. (laughs) And and I would say to the listeners of this program, if you're serious and long-term about your Amazon business, now's the time to do it because I know Jeff's block of clients is growing rapidly his prices will be increasing as well, but he's he's promised us he'll grandfather us in at his introductory price if you lock in with him. So that's a really smart investment in your business as you grow. We've got many, many sellers in our community who have locked in with you and appreciate you being a great sponsor of the podcast too, Jeff. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll do this again real soon, buddy. Awesome. Sounds good. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.